0: Children's box! Why, what, and how? Hughes 8 and Kate will break it down for you now.
1: Hey, hi there, ho there. <laughs> you're welcome to the jamboree. Da, 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 da. It's not a poke at this time. That's so not the Mickey Mouse theme song. Oh, is that what you're going I for? I was going with the Mickey Mouse, like old school Mickey Mouse theme song. What oh. were you doing? On the <laughs> elbows, <clears> da, 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 Oh, yeah. oh if only back the forth. visuals could show. This is like the old timey like prospector dance, but done exactly. sitting down. Awesome. So welcome everybody to yet another episode of Fuse Eight and Kate. I am Betsy Bird. I'm Kate. Excellent. <laughs> um, so we skipped a week, yeah. which is not like us. Yeah, we're so consistent. I was sick. You were sick. I was like I was like Kathleen Turner had a cold. Yes. And that was why we did it, because if you had simply merely been throwing up, I would have come to your death your your sick I was almost said deathbed. Your sick bed and been like, Lady, your voice still sounds good between the wretches. <laughs> Let's do a podcast. Eh. 'Cause I'm a caring sister. Right. That's right. me. Mm. If you had like slots to put your sisters in, mm-hmm. caring that's me slot. Gotcha. The one right there. Yeah. Yeah. No. But instead your voice was crap. Yep. And so we didn't do it. Nope. It's how it goes. That's all right. What do we what do we do on this here uh this here podcast here, miss? Uh we talk about children's picture. Oh. Uh, no. I was so ready to correct you I and know. then you just I know. like you've trained, in. you've trained me well. Exactly. It only took twelve podcasts, and bing, there we so go. So we talk about children's picture books, yes, and rate them on mm. a scale from one to ten to determine if they are a ten, a classic, yes. or a one, crap, crap. And yet we don't really go to zero. Um, I but you know what? I hold out anything, anything is possible. Someday we may do. Give me a zero. I want. I what have that a is. zero that I'm holding in reserve, though. Because everyone who emails us, texts us, Facebook messages us Asks if we're going to do a particular book And I keep telling them, no Because I have to do it when you least expect it Ah. And uh, that is not today So I'm sorry to disappoint you We're not doing (laughs) I almost want to disappoint you Just to get that faux trombone (laughs) Because it's so cute um, however, if you kind people can think of another book to suggest that we do, good or bad, uh, you can certainly do so at our email address, which is FuseK8 at gmail.com. So, this podcast will be released on a very special week. Do you know what the very special week is? Uh, n- no. Here's a hint. It's not Shark Week. It might be Shark Week. I don't know what Shark Week is. <laughs> it's it's not of it cool. Not, not Shark of so We're not doing that classic it's, Shark Week picture book. It, <laughs> it's the sort of It's the anniversary... of uh, uh, mm, um, uh, large oh, s- Large... Warmer? Lar- biggest? War- m- colder. S- colder. <laughs> Smallest?
0: <laughs> I have no
1: idea. Bad of week. <laughs> what? Banned books week oh. when we celebrate the books that people ban. Oh, that's a that's a week. We have a whole week for that. That's this week. And then that's this week that this is this podcast is playing. So are we going to do a banned book? We are. Uh, but that was my challenge. It was a well, not I mean not necessarily a banned book, but a book that has been challenged. Oh. So maybe it's been banned because here's the thing with the bans of the books. Um, yeah, who decides what's a banned book and what's not? Uh, people who ban them. So, basically what happens is, a person goes to a children's section, their child picks up some books, they don't really pay attention, they go home, they suddenly realize what they've checked out. They come back to the library or bookstore, incensed, incensed, or school library, and they say, how dare you have this book that an innocent child could take home? Now, this book could like, be- Like uh, In the Night Kitchen. Yes! With the- Which has been- challenge so they challenge the book and they tell the library or bookstore or school library you must remove this from your shelf it is bad for children this is this is the thing that happens and then there's a whole process that this book goes through to determine if it would harm children So we are celebrating the books uh, usually we are celebrating the books it's got a little complicated recently I'll get into that later Um, but, oh, here we go. I even have, like, an official statement that I wrote down. Banned Books Week is an annual event celebrating the freedom to read. Typically held during the last week of September, it highlights... Is it the last week of September? It highlights the value of free and open access to information. These are all good things. So, I went through the top challenged and banned books of 2016 to find our book today. 2016? Yeah, 2016. Okay. And I found nothing. So I went to the top (laughs) books of 2050. Well, okay, here's my problem. Most of the books that are challenged have one thing in common these days. If they're picture books. Can you guess what that thing might be? Uh, Nudity? Nope. Religion? No. Sex? Closer. Sexy sex? No. 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 I would say the word sex is in... As in sexual... Sexuality? Sexual identity. Position? Ident- I- I- no. <laughs> awesome. No. Identity? Sexual identity? Gender oh, GLBTQ. G-L- oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Those sexuality. are the books, like, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like,
1: okay. So, um, yes, anything that gets anywhere near anything... Gay, lesbian, transgender—like you know, Heather has two mommies—appeared more than once on these lists. Um, but we just did Heather has two mommies, right? So I was like, well, let's do something a little different. So 2016, I could find nothing. 2015, uh, I could find nothing. 2014, I found today's book. Okay. And I'm very, I'm very, very pleased about it because it is, uh, it is a challenged book, indicative of a larger trend. That has been in the news a lot in the children's literature world lately. None of this means anything to you. Nope. no. So let's pull it out. Drum roll, please. <makes noise> really? <makes noise> if I Ran the Zoo. <makes noise> By Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. Who, I think this is the first time we've done a Seuss book. Yes, we. I thought the "Are You My Mother?" was a Seuss book, book, but you were wrong. Right. So, even though it had the little can the hat picture, it did. It was throwing you off. That was Mister P. D. Eastman. This is Mister Seuss himself. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, right from the start, not to prejudice you, I am sorry this is your first encounter with Seuss on this podcast. Um, but it would be very difficult to figure out, uh, Doctor Seuss to begin with. He had so many. Lovely books. And, he I, had, and I've read some. You've yeah, like, read some. Cat in a Hat, Green Eggs and Ham, Grinch, Hop on Pop. Grin, have you read Have you read Grinch? I haven't read Hop on Pop. Huh? You have, no, no. Have you read Grinch, though? Uh, I, I... Side note for another day. Yeah. Um, yes, so many books he did. So many. And uh, and this was one of them. Um, not read to us as children. We were nope. read... I was read... I don't know about you. I was read uh, If I Ran the Circus. Um... Which also was a book of his. But this is the zoo. Is this the one that has Kalamazoo in it? No. Oh. That was Horton Hatches the Egg. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because Horton goes everywhere. Oh. Including Kalamazoo. I just figured because Kalamazoo. It rhymed with Timbuktu. Zoo. zoo. Yeah. yeah, zoo. No, you would think, actually, I didn't read... Well, no, I read this, but I don't recall... No, I don't believe there's any Kalamazoo in this. You would think there would be, but there there is not. Now, I should warn you, um, this is going to take some time. Um... As I learned once to do my detriment, I decided once when I was a young librarian uh, doing story times for the first time, I was like, well, I will read a Dr. Seuss book to the small children because that is what one does, right? And I chose Horton Hatches the Egg, the one that mentions Kalamazoo, and I thought this would go great. And um, I've discovered it was the longest book man has ever written. Uh, it just goes on. This is somewhat in that vein. So give yourself a little time. Okay. Uh, you know, make yourself some cocoa. Uh, set yourself some down. Get yourself a snack. Can't wait for the last page. Yeah! Wait a second. Before I even hand it to you, I want to look at the last page for myself. Uh, okay. We're on board. Okay. Go read the thing! Okay. While Kate goes and reads that ginormous book that is so long. The sheer, the sheer number of words in that book. The sheer number. Just think about it for a moment. Okay. While she does that thing, and I'll see her in, you know, 45 minutes, uh, I might as well fill the time with our quiz question answer from the last podcast. If you will recall, last time we had a little podcast there, we were talking about uh, Ed Young, who did the remarkable, as it turned out, Lan Popo. My quiz question was um, that there was an incident in Ed Young's life when he did all the illustrations for a book that he did not write. And left them on his porch, and they were stolen, and he had to redo all the art. What was that book? Uh, if you believe that the answer was Wabi Sabi, you are correct. And then fun fact, somebody returned the pages, I believe, to the local church <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but it, he liked the new pages better anyway. So I'm sure there's a lesson in there. Somewhere. See if you can find it. This week's question is much easier. Um, it all. This is all it is. This is all that the question is. And if you know the answer, feel free to email us at FuseK8 at gmail.com. The question is, which came first? If I ran the zoo or if I ran the circus? The answer oh, may surprise you. ba da ba da ba Bow! Hello! We're back! Hi. Years later! <laughs> Decades! That was, later! That was a doozy! That's a... That's a long little book there. Aw, oh, long little book. Long little book that, uh... That nobody knows the plot of! <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! So last week you, you couldn't do the podcast because your voice was all low and gravelly. Uh-huh. Which is why... I think low gravelly sexy voice is the perfect voice to do for the description this time. We well, should have done it last week. Well, now you have to imitate it. So, now okay. I have to get sick again. Yes. <laughs> so, drink this Malort <laughs> and all will be well.
0: Gerald McGrew believes the exotic animals are not good enough at his local zoo. He says that if he ran the zoo, he would let all the current animals free and find new more bizarre and exotic ones throughout the book he lists these creatures starting with a lion with 10 feet and escalating to more imaginative and imaginary creatures such as the physoma the world's biggest bird from the island of guark who eats only pine trees and spits out the bark. The illustrations also grow wilder as McGrew imagines going to increasingly remote and exotic habitats and capturing each fanciful creature, bringing them all back to a zoo now filled with his wild new animals. He also imagines the praise he receives from others who are amazed at his New zoo. McGrew zoo. Okie dokie.
1: So, uh, what's the verdict? What do you think? It was a doozy, a floozy, a moozy. My gosh. Yeah, it's gonna affect your speech for a little while. I should have re- sort of warned you of that. That uh, copious they... Susian language can make one rhyme inexplicably and poorly uh, with fake words for quite some time. Poorly and gorely and sorely, <laughs> my word. This is way too <laughs> close to Lion and tiger's, uh, oh my, I'm not sure. And bears. I forgot the bears. Yeah, so, uh, what are your first impressions here? Uh. Yeah! I mean, there's definitely some issues. Yeah! Any, any particular, particular reason this might have been challenged? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Why don't we just, uh... You want me to go through all my issues? Why don't you just go through them... One by one. All right. So... You see, you have a page open, but that is not a page I would have expected. Yeah, uh, uh, I'll save that. So, mm. first off... Okay. He says, mm. if I were
0: to run this zoo, I would open every cage and unlock every pen. And I was thinking, and then you'd be dead. Mm. The end!
1: <laughs> short book! <laughs> Very short book! <laughs> That's the uh, that's the how it should have ended version of this book, yeah. Yeah, it would be very quick. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I he 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 feels like he has to. I you have to go to places quite out of the way. You have to go to places no others can get to. No, you got to go to places apparently and take
1: animals out of their natural habitat. Correct. And to be fair, historically, that's how people made zoos. I didn't say it was a good idea. No, it's 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 a horrific and sad idea. Yeah. Yeah. These are perfectly nice animals. Yeah. That are being kidnapped from their home. But look how they're smiling as they're being kidnapped. <laughs> Doesn't that make it better? They are all so happy. They're really happy to be abducted in this manner. I like uh I like on this page that's the entrance of the zoo that that gradually gets bigger and more elegant, but at the top of this one it says Cities City Zoo," G. McGrew, Manager. <laughs> Doesn't want to be the owner, just wants to
0: <laughs> manage it apparently. So he
1: demoted himself. Yeah. And then I guess he's going to. I think he shareholders later? that he's got to report to instead. It's a little unclear. Yeah, it's it's weird, but mm. the reason
0: I had this page
1: open was yeah, because I was by this one.
0: Um, out
1: of all the animals, mm. this one... Which is called uh, a gusset, a gurk and a gasket, and also a gooch. Yeah, but if we're not looking at We don't those, know which one that is. It's yeah. hanging off of it, and it's just a little bunny. It's just basically a little bunny. And
0: he's just really cute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he probably left his mommy, and he's all alone. <laughs> and I don't know where his mommy is. But he is my favorite. If I had to pick a favorite animal So if you had to have a tattoo of any creature in this book It's the bunny in the sack I'm gonna call that the gooch um, <laughs> Well, they identify them There's a gusset, a gherkin, a gaskin, and also a gooch So clearly you like the gooch Gooch Alright, alright You know, this This book is um, notable because uh, it was the First printed modern English use of the word nerd appeared in this book. Yeah. I was
0: going to get to that.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm preempting you. That's uh, that's my next thing. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's not exactly what I would think of as a nerd. He's totally got the Grinch thing going on. Yeah. He's like a proto Grinch. Yeah. This book came out uh, in my notes, it says, in the year of 1950, which I believe was before the Grinch, I'm going to say. Question mark. Question mark. (laughs) Check my references. Too lazy to look it up right now? Yeah, this and this Russian that's carrying the Russian poluski mm. whose head ski is red ski and belly is blueski. Mm. That's a lot of ammo
0: that Russian is carrying. Yes,
1: he is weighted down. That's a lot of bullets. He's um there's a word for what those are called well, and I don't know it, but why yes. Why is
0: he carrying so much ammo?
1: There's well, he's obviously traveling,
0: you know, there's... this was
1: written when the Cold War was going full blast. The man cannot trust that he's going to get out of this alive. And you don't
0: even see the owner, or the kid. No. Usually, usually he's in every... No, this is
1: a delivery, apparently. From Russia. With love. Oh. <laughs> or at least a whatever that bird is. And
0: I like how, um... The, you know, the, he comes up with these silly places of where he's getting these animals. And then he goes in the far western part of southeast North Dakota. and That then, may have been on bourbon. And then the northeastern west part of South Carolina. <laughs> that wacky place. <laughs> like, okay. You, I mean,
1: sure, we'll go to Toulousey and Floozy and Moosey and Cluzi, but... Once to you get f- to crazy places of North Dakota. North Dakota is very fun to say. <laughs> and South In Carolina. And South Carolina. But I think. Which don't rhyme. Okay, so we got to get to the,
0: we got to get to this. Here we those- go. Yeah, okay.
1: I knew. I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew this would come up. Yeah, I mean, how can it not? How can it not? So can explain you- what we're looking at here. First, let's look. Okay. And then we will read the text. Okay, so it's a man carrying an animal down a hill. Sure. And then there's three men carrying an animal in a cage. Mm-hmm. And um, all of these men yes are in stereotypical nineteen fifties. So. Think. Breakfast at Tiffany's... Yeah, that's an excellent comparison. (laughs) A Um, very accurate comparison. of Of a Chinese man. Yes, and how are they described?
0: I'll hunt in the mountains of Zumba, Montant, with helpers who all wear their eyes at a slant. Okay. Okay.
1: Now I need to interject with my little story about this book. So this book was republished recently. Um... It was a Caldecott Honor book. And they republished it very, very recently. And so I brought it home uh, to my children to read. Because we love Dr. Seuss. We have always loved Dr. Seuss. So many Dr. Seuss books we love. And I bring this home. It had a big shiny medal on the cover. And give it to my husband to read to the kids. And he comes back after reading to the kids. And he says, so it's... It's racist. And I go, what? You're crazy. He hasn't been racist since World War II. We'll get to that. Um, and he's like, no, 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 um, There are multiple uh, moments of racism in this book. We'll begin with the most egregious, one might argue, uh, which is, yes, not just the image. Um, he is this close to painting their skin yellow. He is the fact that he didn't is strange actually and i almost think like maybe an editor interjected but didn't interject enough because yes it describes them as helpers who will wear their eyes at a slant and the one carrying the bird has like the buck oh teeth oh my gosh i didn't even notice him yeah oh yeah. yeah so that's problem racial problem number 1 now did you um did you highlight Racial problems number two and three at all? or Because there there's, a, there's two others that I would argue as well. Uh, let's go to the African island of Yerka. So I <sighs> saw this, but then I argued, well, they are monkeys wearing tutus. I don't think they're supposed to be monkeys. I know. There are no tails. And they're wearing um, grass skirts. Oh, I thought that was a tutu. No, they're not tutus. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be grass skirts. And I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be pygmies. Oh. Yeah. Now, the fact that you thought they were monkeys, that's, that. if they were monkeys, that'd be forgivable. You'll notice they don't have tails. Well, they could have tails, but you can't uh, see them. They have hair. I'm pretty sure these are supposed to be pygmies because they're in the thing with the thing. So that's not great. Then let's get to the, uh, the Arabian guy. Uh, the Arabian guy who is uh, riding the Scragglefoot- uh Forgive my pronunciation Not only does he want to It says a Mulligatony is fine for my zoo And so is a chieftain I'll bring one back too So there, There you got a Middle Eastern guy in the zoo himself Combining all three Into a single book A Caldecott honor book Wow. Yes. So, this is why the book is uh, why I brought this up. Um, so right now, right, right now, right, right, right now, as we record this, Seuss is actually falling under a particular bout of scrutiny, um, thanks to the publication of a recent book called "Was the Cat in the Hat Black?" An academic book by Goodman Phil Nell. Where he does his research and discovers that there are some minstrelly background elements to the Cat and the Hat, um, and if you read his whole piece, you will you will see what he's coming up with, and you'll be like, ah, shoot, <laughs> yeah, they kind of are. Of course, uh, Seuss is known for his World War II cartoons about the Japanese, which were incredibly racist. Recently, read Across America, um, a program. Uh, For the children and the books Said they will not be promoting Seuss And will be instead be promoting diverse books Which of course led to Controversy of all sorts As people have argued back and forth About the legitimacy of one Seuss book or another This book does not seem to get Mentioned If you look at the Wikipedia page Or if you Google this book You will not see any mention Of these questionable racist elements Um, So let's talk about the book challenge In 2014 in Vancouver, Canada, the uh, public library got a challenge to it because of the line, and I'll quote, all wear their eyes at a slant, Uh, accompanied by illustrations that are racial stereotypes of Asians. The book is credited for the word nerd. The library will no longer read it at story time or promote it other than as a resource of material in a study of how portrayal of cultures has changed over time. So, this is why the book is complicated. We're talking about Ban Books Week. Do we put this book in a big Ban Books display? Do we wear our little bracelets with all the covers of Ban Books and wear it on our wrists? Do we challenge it? Do we not challenge it? Do we allow children to just grab it off the shelf? That's all the things that are coming up these days with books of this sort. You want my opinion? Yes, I would. Heck yeah, ban that. (laughs) It's more complicated than that. What are you talking about? No. No, I can't. I'm a librarian. I can't ban anything. So here's what we do. We, first of all, tell parents they actually have to talk to their kids about these things when they come up. When it comes up in a book, you have to actually stop and talk to the kids about it. Um, Do we put them in a special section? of old fashioned books. It's not like we haven't done it before. There have been books with... Let's talk about Little Black Sambo. Little Black Sambo yeah. does not end up on children's bookshelves all that often these right. days, except for newer versions that have a lot of discussion about the cultural applications. Can't you have a, a banned book section, like a children's band book section? And then say, if you're going to check out this book, please see a librarian before doing so. You know what they do? They tend to have like parenting sections where these books would be, or they'll have something behind the desk. It gets really queasy. Do you put all the gay and lesbian books there as well? Because some parents think that's objectionable and wrong for their children to read. But they think this book is perfectly okay, but they think those books are bad. Like, where do you draw the line, man? Like, some parents are right and some parents are wrong, but of course racism is not the same as... Homophobia. homophobia. (laughs) Um, Exactly. So that's what we're dealing with right now. In fact, I actually have in this bag a book that has been in my bag for months waiting for Banned Books Week. This is a book that we could have done today, but that no one would argue was a classic. Um, But it is the new... You have to understand. Band books tend to be the same band books over and over and over again. This one's kind of new. Um, this one has not appeared all that often. But there was another new book that appeared this recently. In fact, a whole series. Um, I already don't like it, just by seeing the back of the book. Could you could you read what the title is and who the author is? Well, that's that's why I don't like it because of the author. E- <laughs> yep. The meanest thing to say by yeah. Bill Cosby. This is the Little Bill series. It was Bill Cosby's right-between-early-reader-and-early-chapter-book series. Um, Featuring black characters, we don't have a lot of those. For the first time, um, this has started appearing on Banned Books Week lists. It has been challenged all over the country because parents, for some reason, don't want their kids to read Bill Cosby. Um, and has thrown a wrench into the whole Banned Books Week works. Usually, when Banned Books Week comes around, you get the list of the banned books and you make a display of them. I highly suspect no one's going to be making a display of Little Bill books this year. So wait, are th- is this banned because It's simply the- banned because of the author. Oh, okay. Not the content. There is oh. nothing inappropriate in the content at all. In fact, it fills a need. We desperately need diverse books. If you just scrubbed the author's name off it, there wouldn't be any reason to get rid of these books at all. In fact, they have sort of a Jacob Lawrence look in terms of the art. But they've ruined everything because they've been banned, but the content's fine, but the author is not. So do you ban it? And this was part of Oprah's book club? It was? Well, remember, Bill Cosby was super cool for so long. In fact, I've had a real problem in my library because I've been weeding... The adult book section And if it's African American I tend to like to keep them Because we don't have a lot of um, African American books in general In my library And You would not believe How many books Written by African Americans Have been blurbed On the cover By Bill Cosby Because that was the get man He was the guy You wanted Bill Cosby's blurb On your cover No You want LeVar Burton On your cover Well now you do (laughs) Yeah Anywho If I ran the zoo Just to bring it back Right. Yeah. So um, apparently, Universal Studios Islands of Adventure has a uh, Dr. Seuss Zoo book uh, themed play children's play area in an area of the park known as Seuss Landing. Uh, So if you enjoyed this book so much, you can go and enjoy it in a delightful Universal Studio thing. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. Yep, so, uh, ratings time! Yay! You go first. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the classic, loving, we just love this classic so much, it's close to our hearts and we'd read it to our children and our children's children, and our children's children's children for three months um or one um i wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole don't let the door kick you on the way out (sighs) i mean it's horrible (laughs) It's, it's it's a horrible book now you might say well if you cut out the racist parts let because you could but you, it's the longest book in existence let's say you re-edited this took out the three but, objectionable portions but if you take out the racist parts you can't teach your children why yeah, it's bad exactly if you take out the race now there was um i did find a video of a woman reading this book online i suspect she skipped the asian part Objects to the, uh, the Chieftain To the pygneys or, or they certainly Never object to the chieftain Apparently you can put him In the zoo all you want No one's gonna Blink an eye Um Yeah But Yeah Due to the fact That it is This is the Number one surprise It's racist Book Uh I'm going to give it Not a one If only because If you cut out Those three parts It's fine Which is saying a lot But they really do come out right out. They're not integral to the plot. Um, It is not based on those three portions. So I'm giving it a two. I was going to say three. All right. Um, Because I think you need to teach your children... I would agree. ...why that's wrong. Yes! And I really like that gooch in the bag. Yeah! (laughs) And it had a gooch in the bag. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I think there is a great value because parents really don't like explaining stuff to their kids. You just well, it's bedtime, you just wanna read a book. Well, yeah and you put know, them to sleep. You I, don't want to explain I don't about have kids, systematic so, racism and right. but it's important. Right. I get I It's I, in a ton of books. I get you just wanna put your kid down, but but you can't, man. You you're gotta, going to have to explain this. Right. And that's fine. And that's good. And explaining systematic racism to children is a good thing. It's not hard. And it, well, it can be hard. It depends, you know. Kid, <sighs> you see this? It's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Done. Well, see, that, that just sounds super easy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a. So, yeah, it's, it's quite not, simple. It's All right. not, a, not a classic. No, it's not a classic. And. <laughs> It won't have its metal stripped of it. It will always be in print, maybe, because of that metal and because it's Dr. Seuss. But we need to buck up and explain why it's wrong to our kids. Right. Yeah. Sometime I'm going to show you another one that involved a moose called Thidwick. Oh, that's a whole different problem. Anyway. Anyway. Letter time, which oh. is to say messages time, um, mm-hmm. because people don't contact us through the email as, n- solely. I'm going to begin with there's there's a happy one and and there's an angry one. Ooh. I'm going to start with the angry one, not not angry at you, <laughs> angry at me. Ooh, keep Because going. yeah, apparently when I Correct you, and I'm wrong. (laughs) Certain listeners don't like that. I like those listeners. (laughs) Let's talk about our friend James, who apparently was caused actual, true, physical pain. Not long ago, we were talking about the song Eye of the Tiger. Right. Which you said was from... Rocky. Which I, in my superior, older sister way... Informed you that no, 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 that's, no, silly girl. said the Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know fun fact? What? That's uh. That's from Rocky Three. Ah. And uh, it's not anywhere, anywhere in Karate Kid. Fun fact: I haven't seen either of these films, and I corrected you. And our friend James. J- James, I love you. Yeah, James apparently <laughs> said he was literally. Rolling on the kitchen floor in <laughs> agony over this mistake, yelling impotently, one would think, at the podcast coming through his ears. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, James Sorry, Kate uh, I, I accept your apology I was wrong <laughs> Yeah, alright We need like an I was wrong little song That we can like play Like I was wrong Pssh, That we can play every time this happens Because it's gonna keep happening <laughs> I'm just gonna keep pretending things That aren't true are true uh, And cracking uh, We had a lovely, a lovely email From a woman by the name of Kirsten And uh, Kirsten was talking about, uh, our Berenstain Bears podcast. Um, how, uh, I would rather not analyze, uh, Mama Bear's love, or, or, or her mother's love for Berenstain Bears, uh, especially, quote, after ruminating on the picture of Mama Bear and the dentist. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Mama and the dentist. Um, she then asked me about the eternal popularity of a book that we will be, uh, a book... The book We Shall Not Speak Its Name. Um, but that she feels... She said, am I the only one who finds the book creepy? She feels the two of us should weigh in. I may have to do this book sooner rather than later because the requests for us to do this book are piling up. You know, the people... There are some people who have no idea what you're talking about, right? Yeah, no, I think everyone understands what I'm doing. You, you know what I'm talking about. Eh? 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 <laughs> like two words, extension ladder. Am I right? Am I right? Huh? Okay, we're doing this book. Next up, uh, grown-up things we like. All right. All right. Who should go first, me or you? You? Okay. So, um, I feel it's kind of a cheat when I keep doing podcasts because this is a podcast. Yep. But I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. So, I had mentioned that... <laughs> I, liked, I liked your sad look on your face. You're we like, oh, okay. Um, so, I had mentioned before that I was going to try some new podcasts and see if I liked them. And one of the podcasts that I mentioned was uh, called Here's the Thing, uh, which is done by Alec Baldwin um, in conjunction with NPR, apparently. How strange. And so I was like, well, I need to. <laughs> sorry. You w- say Alec Baldwin and NPR, and I just think schwetti balls. <laughs> 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 Such a good skit. Such a good skit. We watch that every Christmas with my in laws. True story. Anyway, um, okay, so <laughs> you threw me off with the schwetti balls, sorry. man. Ah. So I wanted to find the right episode to begin with. Like I was like, okay, I need to find a guest that I would actually care to listen to. And then maybe I would listen to people who I don't know anything about. So I found that he had interviewed Patty Lapone. And I was like, Patty LePone. I like Patty LePone. I don't know that much about Patty Lapone. Oh my lord, I don't know that much about Patty LePone. First of all, Alc Baldwin is an amazing interviewer. I knew this. Because he once interviewed Gene Wilder for like, uh, I want to say it was AMC. I don't know if it was. But it was one of the best interviews I've ever seen. I'm a huge Gene Wilder fan. So That's a story for another day. Um, with Patti Lapone, it just proved it. He's amazing when it comes to interviewing people. But Patti Lapone is amazing herself. Dated Kevin Kline hmm. for a long period of time, like seven years. And hmm. Al Baldo at one point was like, imagine what your children could have been. And, and the mind boggles um, But she is so open And so amazing It talks all about her movie career She's been in so many movies That I did not know she was in um, Talked about musicals she loved Musicals she hated Why she didn't uh, go with Les Miserables From London to Broadway Unlike some other members of the cast uh, Really utterly fascinating stuff So if you're a musical fan Or an Alec Baldwin fan or just a podcast fan. I highly recommend you start with that and then just subscribe and listen to the rest of his podcast. He's great. Okay. Alright. What's yours, dude? Discovered tonight. Mm. what do we do tonight? Uh, So I had uh you and our brother, Ben. Where's uh, Ben? Where, why is he not in here? Ben, ben. Uh, well, Ben does work evenings. Oh, that's right. So And he refused adamantly to come into this room, as I recall. Yes. So, yes. yes. Uh, so, yes. Ben is the middle child. Mm. Um, and Stuck between the two of us. And he recommended <laughs> this YouTube video. <laughs> You're already giggling. This is my favorite thing if of If you also body. want to giggle, go to YouTube and type in two words. That's so good. Maurice raving. R- R-A-V-I-N-G It's from Beauty and the Beast, so good. and it's the scene when Gaston <laughs> is in the pub, and Maurice <laughs> comes in to try and explain that the Beast has taken Belle. Right. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. I will just I will just say that Maurice that Maurice uh, that, I'm sorry that Gaston says the old man was in here raving, which I do remember from the film. And, and uh, it's 15 seconds it of 50 seconds of, delight. of, of giggling nonsense. <laughs> it is it is maybe on the, part of you the best thing I've seen in a long time and I'm going to have to find some excuse to blog it in some way. Well, when you put up this uh, this podcast, yeah, oh, I w- oh, I will put the video in the show notes of this podcast. Maurice raving. I may have to just repeatedly put it in there, like just five of them, five little YouTube videos, all exactly the same in a row, because I love it that much. Works for me. And then I'm gonna play all of them at the same time. <laughs> okay. And it will be my happiest moment of my life. <laughs> I'm so glad you chose it. That. Yes, that's it. Excellent. All right. So your first Seuss! I'm sorry, it was so sucky. Nah. I will do a good Seuss next. Um, Maybe we'll have to do a Seuss just to counteract the taste of this Seuss that has been left in your mouth. Okay. Okay. It's a promise. But which one should I do? It's a mystery! Thanks for doing a podcast with me, buddy. No problem. Alright. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. See ya. Fuse 8 and Kate is Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon givens Kime, and our limeracist is Drew Etienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.